Hello and welcome to another Minutes with Maurice podcast. During one of my recent podcasts, I strolled through neighborhoods that I had lived in. One of the neighborhoods was on Barkway Lane in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And as I thought about Barkway Lane, it brought back to mind a major ice storm and what ensued to impact me and my family. Parkway Lane is located east of Highway 202 and north of Boot Road in Westchester, which is west of Philadelphia. Ice storms in the region are frequent winter events. Storm intensities differ widely from short-lived to hours long. The year is 1977 on a Saturday morning. Overnight temperatures have been hovering near the freezing mark. Mist and fog have been layering icy coatings on all the roads, roofs, and trees. Our Bark Lane, Barkway Lane house is nestled on about an acre of land. Huge 40-foot oak trees thrive with some surrounding the house. It's early in the morning. The children are sound asleep, enjoying a late sleep-in. The upstairs bedrooms where all the beds are in the colonial-style house. My wife Marie and I are up and dressed, watching the weather forecasts on TV and the real weather outside our windows. Ice seems to be thickening as we watch. Marie is dressed in her standard nursing uniform. She is due to report for her 7 a.m. shift at Paoli Hospital. It's about five miles down a two-lane back roads journey. We decide it is not wise for her to drive, and I will drive her. Unfortunately, I left the car out overnight. It is covered in a sheet of ice. I start the engine and turn the defrosters on. Hi. Ten minutes later, we are driving out our long driveway on our way to Paoli Hospital. Black ice presents special challenges as the roads follow the local topography, which is everything but straight or level. Fortunately, there is very little traffic. Unlike the Detroit, Michigan Highway Department, Westchester's uh, department uses sand to increase traction between uh, cars' tires and the ice covering the blacktop. It does nothing to melt the ice. Much of Detroit's area is over a salt mine. It is plentiful, but not cheap, as Detroit's 
prices parallel the prevailing market price. Less transportation costs help mitigate the total cost. As temperatures rise during the next few hours, ice will melt off the roads, trees, and overhead wires. It makes driving hazardous as falling ice hits the windshield. A nail-biting and white-knuckle drive gets Marie to the hospital, a little late, but at least on duty. Temp is rising. Some ice has melted, but slow and cautious driving is still mandated. I breathe a sigh of relief as I cross over Highway 202 onto Boot Road towards Barkway Lane, safe haven. Relief is short-lived as I pull into my driveway. Half of one of the 40-foot oak trees has split and fallen on the house. It is hanging over the roof's peak, almost centered from side to side. Rushing into the bedroom, I am greeted by 13-year-old son, Tom. He is as pale as a ghost. A 12-inch, approximately, diameter tree limb has broken through his bedroom ceiling, stopping a couple feet short of his head and showering him with debris. Trees and wires are drowned over much of Westchester. I don't really recall just what I did to get someone to remove the tree from the house. Somehow, I managed to get a tree removal service to assess the damage and remove the tree. Removal requires a truck-mounted crane to lift the limb off the house. It is a scary operation as the tree appears to be heavier than a truck and crane. The operator is experienced and stops the lifting. He moves the crane that surrounds the tree to achieve a better balance between tree and truck. It works. He separates the tree from the house and spots the broken oak onto an open area behind the house. Next, the gaping hole has to be covered. Giant blue tarps are spread over the hole. Ice on the roof permits no walking as it presents a danger. Long ropes are tied to the tarp and hang over the roof edges down to the ground where they are secured. By now, it's almost four o'clock in the afternoon. Paoli Hospital hasn't gone to 12-hour shifts, so it is time to pick up Marie. I had called her about the break 
and we decided she should stay at the hospital. Roads are clear now, so a round trip is quick. The rest of the day was devoted to the tree company cutting down the rest of the damaged tree. It was no small feat, considering the tree's proximity to the house and the imbalance created by half of the tree missing. Monday finds me on the phone, arranging for an insurance adjuster to approve repairs. I can't believe the adjuster, as he explains, tree removal will be paid, but only the cost to repair the house ridge or peak board will be covered. His reasoning is ludicrous. But he is firm. I end up reporting the disagreement to Pennsylvania's insurance board. Again, my memory is vague on just how I managed to plead my case, but the board ordered the insurance company to cover the total cost of all damages. With the house fully repaired, I was only left with getting rid of a lot of oak tree sections. Many hours reducing the limbs to two foot lengths and a tree splitter resulted in a number of two foot by four foot by four feet cord stacks of wood sold to neighbors. Our house had three fireplaces so a lot of firewood was saved for us. It took a lot of time and frustrating, but there was a happy ending. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening to this Minutes with Maurice podcast. Be sure to click on forward for the next podcast. Look for the next Shirley Shirley podcast as she reflects on her recollection of involvement with U.S. Navy submarines. Until then, I am Maurice St. Germain.